Hi, Pat the Podcast Edit here. Today, anchors, Dan and Lloyd are talking taxes. No, 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 no. Okay, look, look, look. Don't click away. Because today, we're talking about tax planning and the changes you can make to minimise your tax liability and potentially save thousands. The government says, we tax you on these things and we allow you to do these things. And it's going, oh, you allow us to do those things to help us grow our business. We will be allowed. (laughs) I'll do that. You'll hear about what they've learned and the actions they've taken that have saved the company a projected amount of over £20,000. Those business savings, like I said, depending on what sort of business owner you are, you could just take it all. (laughs) Or you could reinvest it into the business, or you could hire more people, or you could give people pay rises. You know, that's up to you. Right, let's get stuck in. Pen and paper at the ready. This is episode 86 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. This sounds so boring, Lloyd. Why should anchors continue listening to an episode about tax? (laughs) It is not going to be boring, and I'll tell you why. Tell me. If you run a business, um, you probably are either running a lifestyle business, so basically a business at the size that you as an owner um, can have a nice lifestyle, making enough money and and having the things you want for you and your family to have a lovely life. Or you're trying to scale your business to be really big and massive mm-hmm. and make loads of money and be like a gazillionaire. Both require you to make as much money as you can in reality. Just mm-hmm. one, you reinvest more than the others. Okay. And if you can plan your tax effectively every single year you can have loads more money. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I I guess why I'm more excited than you and everyone listening (laughs) is because we've recently gone through a process of basically looking at our taxes and seeing what we can do and if we're doing things right and efficiently and all that sort of thing and found out that we really weren't and that our business could save a huge huge amount of money that we can reinvest into our team or equipment or mm-hmm. or or we could be greedy business owners and just take it all <laughs> which okay. we, which we won't my phone's we- <laughs> ringing but it's not supposed to be on That's fine, just keep going okay <laughs> so we've got a bit of a history with accountants haven't we lloyd yes so we had a, an old accountant that was absolutely rubbish and we did a podcast episode about it. Episode 19, Are All Accountants Rubbish? Yeah. And we really pissed off a lot of accountants, didn't we? We did, but I think we only pissed off the ones that didn't listen to the episode. Okay. I, that's that's what came from it. I it was a hooky title. Yeah, we people just... that saw the accountants and, and people that have loved ones that are accountants um, saw the title and got angry. But if they'd have listened or watched, uh, they'd see that we were saying, like, our one has been really rubbish and we were really shocked. And going into... Uh, what we heard about brilliant accountants. We've now switched, uh, this was years ago now, but to Telford's accountants. Um, Mark Telford. Mark Telford. Telford. Bloody good. Legend. Uh, and I couldn't think more highly about our accountants. Uh, you know, they've helped us with this kind of thing that we're going to be talking about and helped us in a lot of ways and are really proactive in helping us have what we need to grow our business. So, Go to Telford's if you want good accountants, everyone. Yes. Call to action. 
Telford's <laughs> accountants. <laughs> but seriously, also like DM me and Dan if you want to get put in touch with Mark Telford if you want a better accountant stuff because they're brilliant. Do you know how I know how excited you were about this episode? No. Because when I went to sneak off for a sneaky McDonald's the other week, um, and just have some time to myself. Sometimes I like to do that. You do you, more more often than I, I first thought actually. Yeah, you just wouldn't stop ringing me and telling me about these, these things we can do to be better with our tax. Yeah, I know, and it sounds boring, but the more I was discovering, imagine you know we work, we all work so hard. The team here and us as business owners work really hard to try and make sure the business makes enough profit to be viable and to grow mm. and for us all to earn more and work on more exciting stuff and i was just discovering more and more things like oh this year imagine just finding out this year we could have an extra three thousand pounds how hard that we usually work mm. to make three thousand pounds but it was just a fairly simple thing we needed to do to make that happen and just to clarify mm. For me, the stupid person. Yeah, this isn't avoiding tax, is it? We're not like telling people to do sneaky stuff. That well, interesting you say avoiding tax, Dan. Some of it might be. Oh, but okay. To be clear, to be clear, okay. Just so no one thinks we're busy. Uh, busy. We are, I mean, <laughs> we are busy. I meant to say dodgy. Completely different word. Um, we're not doing anything illegal, and I don't think we're doing anything immoral. You can, you can judge that. But just to be clear, okay, I've written this down. <laughs> this sounds very want to be clear on the, these different types of things. One thing, tax planning. Okay. Which is the main is thing that we're, what we're doing about. Which is the main okay. thing that we're doing. Tax planning. So listen to, to a good definition of tax planning. <laughs> As part of good governance, companies will seek to minimise their tax liability through tax planning making the most of the tools and mechanisms which the government makes available to them specifically for this purpose. Allowances, deductions, rebates, exemptions, etc. They all make choices about how to pursue their business goals in the light of all the impl implications which include the tax consequences. Okay. So that's tax planning, which is mainly what we're talking about. So the government says, we tax you on these things and we allow you to do these things. And it's going, oh, no. you allow us to do those things? To help us grow our business, we will be allowed. <laughs> I'll do that. Oh, you tax this thing. Okay, we'll be careful not to do too much of that and get tax loads. So that's tax planning. I think everyone agree, everyone I've spoken to agrees, good idea. We weren't doing well enough. We're going to talk about it. Next level, tax avoidance. Oh, okay. that doesn't sound that, as that's good. That's not the final level. Either. Okay. Tax avoidance is more of a grey issue. The term tax avoidance is used to refer to legitimate but may be aggressive use of things such as financial instruments and other arrangements to obtain a tax result not intended or anticipated by the government. The use of overseas tax havens is one example. Most of the deb debate about tax avoidance has centred on the taxes businesses pay on their profits, corporation tax in the UK, but other taxes can also be affected, including VAT. So that's not illegal, but it's a great No, completely legal... Uh, but it's, I suppose the difference there, tax planning is the government, the government's view of what should be taxed and not, and you going, okay, yeah, thank you. Thank we'll you, do those things. We'll do exactly as you say. Tax avoidance is going, oh, hang on. There's this rule that you cannot be taxed if you do that. That's not what the government intended, 
but we want to do the best for our business to make sure we can okay. grow and have the, the money we need to grow. So we'll yeah. make sure we make the most of those. I feel like this goes down to another level. There's a third level. There's a third level. <laughs> Which, to be clear, we are nowhere near and would never consider. Okay, third level. Okay. Tax avoidance is different to tax evasion, which refers to a situation where a company tries to reduce tax liability by falsely suppressing income or inflating expenditure, recording fictitious transactions, etc. Evasion is fundamentally illegal. Boo. Boo. So just to be clear, from those kind of uh, definitions, tax planning, good idea, sensible. Tax avoidance could be a good idea. Bit of a grey area, though. Mm-hmm. And morally questionable. Worth a debate. Uh, tax evasion. Illegal. Ooh. Basically just lying yeah. because you're greedy. And Okay, I'm glad we've cleared that do up. I, do you get what, where we are? So the things so, we're going to be talking about in this episode don't go in the bottom. No, definitely don't. <laughs> definitely don't go in the bottom. Don't. No, the bottom that, category. That could not go down as a business expense. Okay. <laughs> With certain industries, maybe it could. We'll have to speak to Mark Telford. Um, so, what what we do and what we're talking about, not tax evasion, don't yeah. evade tax. Okay, illegal. okay, I think we got it. We got so, the picture. Interesting, though, before we get into these mm. ways of saving you hundreds of thousands of pounds, which we're going to do, listeners, um, previously, my personal view, being a brilliant person, yeah, and you're just uh, so ethical, brilliant morals, I used to completely steer clear of the tax avoidance you know in in what i would want to do for the business tax planning oh so that tax avoidance the middle one yeah the middle one yeah and we weren't very good at the tax planning the one that's completely fine yeah um but the way i thought about it i kind of i mean the saying tax avoidance i thought well that sounds dodgy we don't want to be a dodgy business and Mm. we never go near there my views have changed this is my personal view guys so people may disagree um but uh, over the last couple of years, my personal view, um, I believe a lot of the ways that we spend money in our business, I think, have a bigger positive impact than the way the government spends money. Mm-hmm. So I used to think, well, we want to pay as much tax as we can. That's the moral thing to do. And now, because I feel we've got so many positive plans, we have our positive impact plan we've been putting together and we're uh, we're trying to do things to positively affect the world and the local community and all this sort of thing. And I now think, actually, my personal view mm. is if we can um, completely legally uh, reduce some of our tax and spend it in those positive ways and offer people more jobs and that kind of thing, I now feel that is morally... I guess good. that only counts if you are spending the money in a good way, though, rather than yeah, us, the think, business owners, just taking if it. If you and I were just taking huge uh, salaries... I would feel differently yeah. rather than knowing, you know, I, I, guess, I, I guess you'd have to be on the inside of the to, business to truly know. To the, some the listeners, business. that yeah. could just sound like an excuse. Like, could yeah. sound like an excuse. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's no, why we I, trust ourselves with our money, so we're not going to pay yeah, as yeah. much tax. Because I, we tr- I completely agree. It sounds like that. Mm. And um, so I think as business owners, only you know in reality if you're doing it because you want to earn more money or because you feel it's actually the right thing to yeah. do. Um, but and one of our values at you, Knowlton is do the right thing. Do the right thing, which is why that's... Are we doing the right thing? I we, think we are. Yeah, that, that's why it's the question. I guess I know, in my mind, from what I currently know, I might learn things that will change my opinion. 
um, I feel we're doing the right thing and having the most positive impact we are on the world by taking so, this approach. So I feel like that was a really good setup. Yeah. I feel we've got a good background. Now, I think all of us want to hear, Lloyd, what do we do to for effective tax planning or what, what things can we actually do? Because um, you've called me up and yeah. told me loads of stuff. I'm sure there's some stuff okay. that listeners So, are. listeners, going to gain some value. For our business, from making these changes, we're projecting a saving of £21,000 oh, this mental. year. Jeez. Okay. Good. So that saving, just to be clear, comes from savings that hopefully our employees can make, savings that Dan and I as business owners can make, and savings that the business can make. So... Those business savings, like I said, depending on what sort of business owner you are, you could just take it all <laughs> or you could reinvest it into the business or you could hire more people or you could give people pay rises. You know, that's up to you. But um, that's how this is made up. And thinking about it, over 10 years, that's £200,000 if your business wow. stays the same size. size. Think about what you'd do to have an extra £200,000 yeah. in, in the next decade. Um, so now going into it, Dan. Yep. Tax. Can you tell I love tax? <laughs> You're getting tax. excited by this. So I'm just going to go into some of the things uh, that Telford's accountants have really helped us with. Again, Telford's accountants are the experts. Speak to us and we'll put you in touch. Yeah. Um, do we need to do like a live? This isn't financial advice, anyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should. Yeah. This. Yeah. This. I'm not financial advice. We don't have a clue what we're this doing. Isn't financial <laughs> advice. I'm telling you what we've done and what what we've been told to do and think, oh, that's great. Don't listen to me for advice, though. <laughs> this is just purely for entertainment. Yeah. Um, okay. Didn't think about that. Yeah, got all that out of the way now. Yeah, okay. So, firstly, I think this is the one that probably most business owners uh, might already do. The okay. others, I think, potentially they don't. Mm. But if you don't, you really need to. So, it's paying yourself in the most tax-efficient way as business owners. So, I was... I was putting off taking these. I kind of knew that we should, but I was mm. putting off taking these actions uh, previously because um, there's lots of important stuff to do in the business. I was thinking I'll get to that at some point on my to-do mm. list um, until went through it with our accountants and realized there's actually a significant difference if we do it this way. So um, Dan and I, how we take our salaries, obviously employees have to be paid by PAYE, normal salary as business owners there are different options so there's a two thousand pounds a year dividend allowance so as a business owner each individual can take two thousand pounds out completely tax-free mm -hmm. um and that's that's on top of the twelve and a half thousand that you can take completely tax-free through tax-free <laughs> through your normal PAYE salary. So that's, that's so, the yeah. first thing. So that's like 14000 not taxed a year. Yeah, exactly. And then um, for most people, it, it makes sense to pay yourself the low salary of 12500 and take the rest of whatever you want to make up your salary in dividends. Um, and so I would really encourage people to look at that because... On dividends, you don't pay things like national insurance and employers' national insurance. And I was really shocked about how much that equated to, uh, equated to with Dan and I. Um, and also, Dan and I haven't even... Um, we haven't increased our salary because of that. We've just kept it exactly the same. But with the changes we've made, we've got a chunk of money left in the business each month that would have previously been taxed, basically. Mm -hmm. And again, this is all... This is just doing... 
things that are completely legal and fine <laughs> and you're we're, you're advised to do. Not advised by me, though. Not financial <laughs> advice. Um, so simple, but effective. Mm. So that's the one that most people will probably already be doing. But if you're so, not, as business that's the biggest owners, one that do that. Yeah. Because that's something really quickly you can change. Whoever's mm-hmm. doing your payroll or if you're doing it yourself, you can kind of Google. There's literally um, Google like comparison of PAYE and dividends and there's calculators mm-hmm. to work it out for you. So really easy. Cool. Do you want the second one? Give me the second one, Lloyd. Save me money. Maximize companies' private pension contributions. So pension. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, I was really... Uh, again so simple and there's probably listeners thinking obviously do that but um, for for our pensions Dan um, we can have a private pension and put money into that pension and it counts as a cost to the business Mm -hmm. so rather than us as employees so before anything's taxed it gets paid into our pension so when we're oldies um, we can we can have a life where we're comfortable hopefully Um, but if you think about it, if the employer is making that contribution, if our business is, that also means that we make less profit to so get taxed that on. counts as a cost. So effectively, and again, there might be limits on this I'm not aware of, but if you just put all of your profit into your pension, into the, the pension, there wouldn't be any uh, tax to pay on your profit because the company. I would have thought there's profit. limits on that though. No, potentially. Okay. Yeah. Not business advice, but I'm not aware of any limits. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, but certainly at the level we are, we're not we're not fancy, we're not millionaires, we're not operating at extremely high level. Mm-hmm. Um it's it saved us a significant amount doing it that way. Dan and I previously were um were paying into pensions as uh as kind of employees from our personal contributions as well as the employer contribution, um, like with all of our team, but didn't realise that that's I think that can happen. So pay more into your pension. Yes. And the thing with that, obviously boring advice, pension is always a good thing to put money into. But if you think like this saving that Dan and I realise can be made, that that can either allow us to put more money in our pension, but actually overall our financial situation not change, um, or we can have more money in the business, both over the long period, long, long term could have a huge effect. So if you think if we put more into our pension now because that's invested and over time fingers crossed that will multiply Mm. if we put you know if there's an extra 200 pounds a month in your pension over the years years, that that could have a huge that could equate to an extra lots of money (laughs) yeah um so uh really positive or if if you just leave that money in the business that's kind of the the extra that you're saving Mm. you can reinvest that and i think as business owners uh, if you're a sensible business owner, rather than just taking profit out, you'll be reinvesting any money that's left in the business. So if, like I said, all these savings uh, equate to 20000 mm. this year, we can reinvest that into our business by either paying our team more or hiring someone new or getting new gear. And then that money can multiply yeah. um, by two, by five, by 10 over the years. Cool. So, so pay yourself impact. in the right way as a business owner. Pay more into your pension. Number three? We got Number third? three. I didn't realise this was a thing. Probably obvious. Life insurance. So anyone that's homeowners, usually people end up getting life insurance as part of their um, mortgage. It's a requirement mm-hmm. by most lenders, I think. So basically, if one of us 
dies. Hopefully Positive. not. Positive. <laughs> um, you know, your mortgage gets paid off, your family is mm-hmm. hopefully okay and that kind of thing. Um, again, I didn't realize this could be, as business owners, we can pay this through um, through the business. So again, uh, we pay for it before we're personally taxed on that money. So uh, we save that. And because the company's paying for it, again, it's a cost to the business. So the company makes less profit and pays le- less tax on profits. So double whammy again, um, and really simple just to change uh you know, it can be your current life insurance policy and change the account that it's coming from and uh, include it as a business. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Boring so and effective. Pay your life insurance through the company. That's yes. the third one. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. simple. I need to change mine then. I need to do that. Yeah. Both of us do. <laughs> okay. But we're planning to do it. <laughs> okay. Tax planning. Yeah. Number four. Number Save four. Save us more money. Now, this, this one um, I really like. Trivial benefits because it's beneficial for you as business owners and your employees. Um, And I think it's something that we're planning to utilize as much as we possibly can um, and really helps everyone involved, which is really good. So this is trivial benefits. So Mm. um, basically this is anything except cash that's less than 50 pounds that can be given as uh, gifts to the team. So is that items or vouchers or... I think uh, an example of this that we've done recently, one of our um, employees moved home and as a business, we wanted to um, give him a housewarming gift. So um, if we were to give him a a bonus uh, or her, it could be anyone, (laughs) um, they would be taxed on that. Yeah. Um, So if we were like, oh, you know, this person's working Mm. really hard, they're moving house and we'd like to give him a little bonus in their pay packet. They're going to be taxed. Our business is going to be classed as a cost to us. It would still. It would still. But our um, they're going to be taxed, so they're going to get less value. We're going to pay more employers' national insurance. They're going to pay more national insurance. Um, whereas if you do it under this, doing it this way, if you could get perhaps a gift card as long as it's less than fifty pounds um, or a maximum fifty pounds. It counts as a business cost, so the business makes £50 less profit, which is the same as before, but the business doesn't pay employers' national insurance, and the person who receives that gift doesn't pay, still gets the full £50 value. And what's that called again, sorry? Trivial benefits. Trivial benefits. So I believe there's um, a, not financial advice, check it yourself, (laughs) a limit of £300 per year for direct, so me and Dan couldn't just pay ourselves in gift cards. (laughs) We could could get £300 a year that way. Um, But I think for employees, don't quote me on this, but I don't think that limit counts. So, um, and this doesn't have to be gift cards. That's just obviously a good way of passing value to your employees without them being taxed. But this could be wine. This could be... Uh, this could be... Cigarettes. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I assume it probably could, but I don't know. Um, or, you know, chocolates mm. or whatever that, you know, you Presents. think that your employees would appreciate most. They can get the value without being taxed and the company saves mm. money. So we're going to try and really make the most of this. Okay, exactly. Yeah. I think that's a good one because it, yeah. it it affects everyone yeah. positively. Trivial benefits, love yeah. it. Okay, is that for also number five? Number five. Uh, th- there's a load that I won't go into as much detail, but five childcare. So, yeah, I've heard of this, but you know those things in business, you kind of think, oh, I've heard of this, I don't really know how it works, mm. and all that kind of thing. So, 
Um, it's salary sacrifice scheme for childcare basically allows for up to two thousand pounds of childcare for anyone in the business um, to be paid by the business and therefore paid before tax. So again, that usually equates to like a twenty percent saving on that. So if you've got employees that currently pay anything up to two thousand pounds for childcare, you can set up a scheme that it basically comes out of the business account and comes out of their uh, pay packet before they get it that saves them i've done this recently 20%. we've done this for dan and um, My obviously son. anyone on our team in the future that has children and wants childcare will be offering that um, so you're basically saving 20 percent on what you'd normally pay for childcare. yeah so this is the benef- benefit to the employees or us as business owners 20 percent off childcare, which i think is if if that it's quite a lot possi- possible to uh to give to your employees why mm. why wouldn't you yeah. Um, so I think that's that's a really brilliant one. And obviously, parents that are employees, they've got a lot going on, a lot to manage. If you want mm. them to perform at their best, you want them to be able to have great childcare for their children and not worry about the financial yeah. impact. So any help, I think, is, mm. is really good. And as business owners, we have, have the same ability to do that. Yes. Um, so really good. Quick fire round of some other things. Yeah, go on. Quick so, fire round. Speak to Telford's accountants to help you with this and switch them as your accountants because they're brilliant. We did like a review thing and they gave us tons of these things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we've yeah, yeah, yeah. got a plan far, to implement far more. more than we're talking about now. Um, and like I said, a mixture of things that can positively affect our employees, us as business owners, and the business in general. Um, so, really positive for everyone involved. And it may be, I think we had a lot to learn and uh, improved a lot it may be that you already do most of these but there'll be two or three things uh that might for example we don't currently want to have uh company cars that are electric but i found out that if that if you're looking to get an electric car doing it through the company as a company car currently quite a good way Mm. of doing it to save money not so much on on normal cars but there's things like that different things will be relevant to different businesses cool quick fire quick fire Mobile phones. Again, if you're not doing it through the business, make sure you are. Simple, stupid thing, but you can charge it through the business if you're using it for the business. Most of you probably will be. Yep. Um, home working costs. So, won't go into the details, not financial advice, but if you're using your home as an office, there's lots of benefits that you can claim and that kind of thing to make sure that um, I think you save some like desks, and, chairs and costs stuff like making sure they go through the business yeah which previously your spare room might have been part of your home so you'd have the cost now if you're using it as an office there's lots of ways you can what if you want a new bed and you work from your bed i think i think that would be controversial okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> just you, asking for the listeners if you uh not financial advice if you genuinely worked from your bed <laughs> i think you're mental first th- of all yeah you, it's, it's strange <laughs> but i think that would be the sort of thing that mm. can count as a business expense yeah. but obviously like we're saying we're not encouraging you to work from your bed. tax and just buying your bed <laughs> because you want to but I would assume if you genuinely worked from it, it would be a business. <laughs> I don't cost. think many people do. Uh, not financial advice. <laughs> um, as I said, electric company cars, cycle to work schemes, so uh, the team can have um, discounts on bikes, and bikes can be paid through the business and paid back over time. Uh, mileage claims and congestion charge if you're traveling, lots of things like that that are smaller but all add up. Mm. Loads more stuff. Um, Sorry for talking about tax for so long, <laughs> but I do think the fact that, like I'm saying, the changes we're making 
even if the business stayed the same size, would potentially be saving us 200,000. If the business grows, they may save us half a million in the next yeah, decade. Yeah, that's mental. Um, you know, or more than that, which is a, a huge impact. So I would encourage you, even if you're a smaller business, if maybe there's two or three of you, and it might just be, oh, we should be paying our our life insurance through the business and our mobile phones, that might save you a few quid this month, but over the next 10 years, that's going to save you loads. Mm. And it's... Uh, yeah, I think you've made up for not being in the last episode by Sorry, speaking loads, which is my house was very COVIDy. For yeah, a while. it was, wasn't um, it? But I'm sure the listeners are happy for you to be back, Floyd. Well, I'm not sure. I've just come in with a with a really dry <laughs> subject. No, but the some like it's good to chuck in a a crap episode every now and again. <laughs> that's value adding. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I just want to be really clear as well. Two things: we're not finance people, so we're we've been talking about what we've learned, but. Please don't um, take any drastic action. Don't before. action any of the advice we ch- we've shared. No, don't take any action advice. without doing your own research and, and that kind of thing. Um, but also, like I said, our accountants are really excellent and I'd highly recommend them. Telford's Genuinely, accountants. Yeah. Um, and like I said, either look look them up and say Lloyd and Dan sent us here. Yeah, uh, we don't, do that actually. We don't, we don't have like a deal or anything, by the way. That's not <laughs> one of these. Yeah, we're, we're not making the money. We're just trying to be good people, honestly. Um or come to us and we can we can connect you with um and, and Mark. Mark, if you're listening, our, our accountant, obviously this is a free promo for you, so we'll be expecting a discount on our accountancy fees in the future. Yeah, that's the real reason we've done this. <laughs> we're trying, oh, we're doing the right thing. We're taking all these positive actions to help people. <laughs> trying to pressure people into discounts. <laughs> Next week, we'll be doing an episode on how good our cleaners are, if they give us half the price discount. <laughs> half price discount, does that make sense? Um yeah, so thank you, Telford's Accountants, for being brilliant and for, for all of our suppliers that are really helpful. And thank you for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Sorry it was about tax. Next one will probably be more interesting because Dan's talking about stuff. Yeah, next week we're going to be talking about uh, how we've developed our new marketing communications guide that everyone in marketing and business should be creating for their business. Cool, that sounds really exciting, Dan. Yeah, so if you want to listen to that, then just carry on. Stay here and it should automatically play when it's live. Great. Unless you listen to this straight away, then you have to wait a week. Don't wait a week. Like, <laughs> do our sleep, you know, go to work. Unless you're late to this and then you can carry on. And we'll see you in your ears next week. Okay, over to Lloyd and Dan talking about marketing communications. Maybe. <laughs>